0: Hi, I'm Cody Elaine Oliver. I created the popular Black Love docu-series with my husband. After seeing the lack of Black people in media and entertainment in happy, loving relationships, we were actually being told there was a Black marriage crisis. So I asked Black people who were married what it takes to make their marriage work. And after more than 200 interviews,
1: I've heard it all. So buckle up and enjoy getting the full story directly from the couples themselves. This is Black Love The Interviews.
0: What was the day we met?
1: The day well, we... I think
0: the day we met was the screening at Doughboy's Dozens. Uh-huh. Um, the day we met, uh, a friend of mine was my roommate, and a friend of his was my roommate's writing partner. And he would always tell me, you remind me so much of my buddy, um, you guys will really get along well. And I mean, he didn't know that how we would get along. We just <laughs> met, like, as friends, y'all would get along really well. And uh, he had directed this short film that DeAndre starred in, and it was uh, at a screening in Lamert Park, uh, Doughboys Dozens in 1996. Eesh. And uh, so yeah, yeah. So I, I went to support uh, the film, and DeAndre was
1: there, and we met. And he paid me no attention. So this is the this is the brother I'm supposed to meet that's supposed to be so much like me, and I was like, he, for, I thought he was really cute at first, and I was like, but then I was like, he's nothing like he's me. I was like, not mean. He says he wasn't mean, but I was like trying to engage him in conversation. And I'd be like, so boys Dozens, you know, it's like, it's like the back in the day it was like where all the black filmmakers would come to mingle and show their films. And so it was, it was you know, it's very community driven. And so I was like, hey, brother, you know, I'm doing the whole what we do at those places. And he was like, how you doing? And back in the day, he used to be very like, he dressed in a koofy. He had like little, like, he yeah. would dress like, like. What would, would you like call it? Yeah, like, a the or
0: C- and I have my little, like, African brass. Seashells cups, around
1: his neck. Cow- so,
0: you know, shells. And, and, and so
1: that. I'd be like, I was like, so, you know, they got, you know, they got cake and stuff over at the, you know, at the table. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I saw, I saw. I was and a I was, poet. And I was like, That's this artist. dude doesn't even talk. <laughs> I was like, how does he think this dude is like me? But I was, I was attracted to him, but I just thought, I didn't know he was, I know I could, could be attracted, I was allowed to be attracted to him, but um, that's how we met. I'm trying to figure out what was, at what, what point did you start to be nicer to me? Well, no, be- <laughs> that started because our friend come
0: by to visit and he brought him a couple of times. That's right. So that's right. I got to know him and to me, he seemed really shy. And I was thinking, why is he so shy? And so I would just talk to him to try to make him talk. Cause he would come over and he would sit on the couch and he'd be like,
1: Well, you were mean.
0: I was I was <laughs> never mean. I've never been mean in my life. Unless you take me there. No. I wasn't mean.
1: He wasn't mean. He, he was just shy. very. I was just. But he was very Chicagoan at the time. That you know, that's that Chicago mystique. They just, you know, like what? Like he boy. had that when when he first came here, it was very much like. What do you want? What are you about? What do you need from me? Trust no one. Yeah, You know, you grow up taking the
0: L train and you got to have that face, you
1: know, like, don't. Mm, me. So I'm very California. <laughs> and I was like, dude, like, what is the deal? Like, we, we cool or not? And he's just like, yeah, everything was, yeah, no. So and he
0: talked so much. <laughs> I was just like, gosh, this guy's so verbose. <laughs> The difference between like Chicago and like I would keep in my feelings. I was feeling some kind of way. I was very quiet, and he was like, "Let's talk about this." And it was just weird to me. I just thought, "I don't want to talk about it. I don't feel right right now. I'm angry. I, the last thing you want to do is talk because the words that are going to come out of my mouth are not going to be nice." And he was like, "No, we need to talk about this." It was so funny that that California versus like. Midwestern, Chicago. I mean, I'm sure there's people in Chicago who like to talk talk
1: things out, but. There was one particular time when we really started to get along. So like, not too long after that whole Doughboy's Dozens thing, our friends wanted us in a short film, a, a, a spoof about the new edition. <laughs> so, Did you say the new edition like an old the, person? The, is, it, is it the new
0: edition? The new edition. <laughs> is it new edition? It's new edition. It's
1: no well, vibe. you still say Nordstrom's. Anyway, let me tell my story. Right, so uh, so Quincy is you, what you should know. He came from Chicago, like hustling, like he can do everything. He can paint. He can do makeup. He can write. He can act. He can. He's just all purpose. Hollywood. And so our friends were doing this spoof one, the new edition, he was casting it, but he was also, the, was makeup, also the makeup, makeup artist. artist. One day we had to go do a makeup test for me because I was playing... Uh, the one without eyebrows. I forget, I forget his guy. name. One of the new editions. It well, was the tall, like fair skinned
0: guy, the, the real light skinned guy with like blonde Be- eyebrows. Be- he almost Be- looked Be- like he had no eyebrows.
1: Belle Biv, DeVoe, one of them. One of them, one, one of, of the in the, in the and, D, and the D. D. yeah, and uh, he, you know, he has very little eyebrows, so my eyebrows are you thick. You see so his they, eyebrows; they had to be removed, so not removed, but but like covered up. So we had to go for a makeup run to go like to figure out how to get like rid, rid of pros- these bushes, like
0: prosthetic stuff that I could, you know, cover up all of that.
1: So, so that was funny in of itself, but then, just hanging out with him, like, the jokes, like, I didn't know he was that funny, like, the, the, cra- the cracks on my eyebrows, the, oh, you gonna need, you got gardens on your, whatever, something you said, and I was like, I don't remember. And I just, I, th- I was like, now that's more like me, and I was like, now I see what our friend was talking about, and we became friends, that, I think that day, that was the day we became, like, friends, and then, I still didn't know about him. He still didn't know about me. We're still playing the straight role. We're still pretending like, yeah, hey. hey. <laughs> oh, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. So is that so, what we did? Something like that. Okay. <laughs> it's been so long. I don't remember how to play straight anymore. <laughs> but so we did that. And then fast forward to the shoot itself. And he claimed, so he, he, he had to do how my I claim. to make he claims he, he had to do my makeup, and he claims that during the prosthetic process, when he was putting this stuff over my it eyebrows, it was very
0: intimate. And we were in this bathroom in this this building. Alone. It was an office building. It was an office building, and we they let us use like the bathroom to do makeup. And I don't know, I just felt this intimacy and this this heat. <laughs> oh my god! This gosh. heat coming over He was in heat. What? Coming off <laughs> of him. Don't I put that feel, in I there. I swear I could feel it. And um, I just started wondering. I was like, is
1: this Is this guy, like, is he feeling I'm me? A, like, I'm an actor. I he said he was I'm an actor. actor. You you go in the makeup chair and you do what the makeup artist, you don't move. So you don't, I started, said, I started, look started
0: testing him. I started doing, doing stuff that was a little more like, you know, like... <laughs> In, you know, <laughs> accidental like, oh, I just touched yourself. You know? <laughs> and I just wanted to see how he was gonna respond, because I felt like, you know, what straight, just made me a do? Oh, guy was oh, gonna be like, you What know, you doing? Look, you know, they posture anyway. So um the funny thing is that when the straight guys would come into the bathroom while we were doing makeup, immediately there would be this this change in, in vibe and atmosphere, and they would come in, they'd be like,
1: oh you see that girl's
0: ass, you see this, you see that. And this and this and that, that, that actress down there, you know, I want to hit that. I want to do this, do that. And I noticed he didn't join in. He just kind of laughed with them, but he never like a joined in on like the, <laughs> all of the other guys were just talking about the pu, you know, and the, and the booty and then this and that. And he didn't join in. I didn't join in because the last thing I, I feel like I don't have to tell you, you know, at the time, I didn't feel like I needed to tell people what my sexuality was but at the same time i'm not going to pretend to be something that i wasn't i'm just not going to tell you anything you know i'm not going to join in on this conversation and i noticed he was the same he was doing the same i was like hmm. so that that was that was what gave me that was in his that head. was what gave me the uh the spark for me i was just
1: in the chair getting get my makeup done being cooperative
0: when we met, actually, when we met, I was uh, actively trying to lead a straight life, uh, so to speak. I, you know, I thought at that time that it was something that was possible, that it was something that I could physically do. So I was not um, interested or looking for a male relationship. Didn't think it was, I, I honestly didn't think it was possible. I mean, that's a whole nother that's a whole other show. That's like a Yama fixed my life. But I, I, um, I was in a relationship with a woman, had been dating for about two years, had you know proposed, but there was no official yes to that proposal. So yeah, I had plans. I had plans of being. You know, I thought you know this is the woman I love, and I'm gonna go to LA, and I'm gonna make it, and then you know I'm gonna send for her. We're gonna get married. We're gonna have kids, and this is this is this is what's gonna make it all. Right, and then I met him.
1: <laughs> Thanks for putting that all no, on. No,
0: I did. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 I would say when I, when I met him, one of the things that happened when I met him was that um, I felt something for him that I had never felt before, not even with the relationships that I had with women in the past. And I think that there there was a sense of reciprocity. There was a sense of, I felt like, somebody actually cared for me. Not saying that in my other relationships, people didn't care for me, but I I think maybe I put more pressure on uh, being the person that gives, 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 gives because maybe subconsciously in the back of my head, I knew I was gay and I wanted this straight relationship to work. So I treated my girlfriends like the world. Like I gave them everything and no one gave me that. In return so for the first time I guess in my life I had somebody who he just paid the most attention to me like he would just do the sweetest stuff like show up with you know orange juice and donuts he would take the bus because he didn't have a car all the way from Sherman Oaks to Hollywood now You know, anybody that lives in Los Angeles knows that the public transportation system sucks here. And it takes two hours to get anywhere. So he would have to take the bus all the way from there to Hollywood, get off and then walk about a mile or two. And then he would always stop and bring me stuff. And then I I just he just would do small things like he bought me a television. I mean that's not that small, but he bought me a TV, bought me a stereo system, because I was having issues with my roommate who didn't want me to use his stereo system, so he showed up with his stereo system. And of course, anybody like treating you like that, you know, that's nice, but um, I no, I just felt a genuine um, reciprocity in in the friendship, and I felt I felt something I never felt before. I felt, I felt care, I felt completely cared about. And I had to have this conversation with my best friend because I, I, I was too afraid to commit to what I was feeling because I was concerned about what the world would think about it. You know what I'm saying? So I couldn't even put to words the nature of our relationship like because I, in, I think in, inside I still didn't want to accept that I was falling in love with a man. And that's basically what it was. Like I was like, no, I can't be in love with a man. I can't. This this can't be happening. Even though I was, I knew I was attracted to men, but I, I didn't think that the level of the the what's the word I'm looking for? Help me oh, here. Wait, what's the, the level of? What is the word? Where's my coffee place? <laughs> no. Uh, um. Yes. Uh, the, I didn't think that the depth of emotion was possible between two men Um, and I think I probably just had so many different stereotypes of what gay meant and what it was and and I was running from those stereotypes that I also believed those stereotypes you know in in a way like accepting the self it was almost like a self-hate a sense of self-hate that I wouldn't allow myself to be open to feeling what I was feeling. And so I, I was having a conversation with my best friend who was a straight woman, and I came out to her. We were in the parking lot of Michael's Arts and Crafts. Because <laughs> I, <had, laughs> I had a job, I had, to, I had a painting I had to do. and. Um, I told her and she was like, I I knew I was just basically waiting for you to tell me. And I told her about how I was feeling towards him, and she told me, well, you won't know if it's right unless you try it. She, you know, and she's like, you don't want to miss the opportunity of falling in love and or finding your true love because you're too concerned about what your family, what friends, what the world, what the industry—you know—I was an actor, a black actor at that. Um, I didn't want any of that to, you know, be. A, what's the word? The hindrance. Words?
1: You're good. You're anyway, good. Anyway, you got, yeah, it. You got as, this. As
0: a as a <laughs> as a as a black male actor in Hollywood, um, as a son, as a as a brother, I just I felt like I had to. I was held to some standards that were. Self-imposed in a sense, and also imposed by just culture, society. And I was afraid of being in love with this man because of what that meant. And so I decided I'm not a person who lives with regrets. I don't like regrets. Um, so I would rather give this, a, give this a go and say yes.
1: So for me, me speaking from my own point of view, he might have a different one. I saw him as, so I liked him as a, I mean, I was attracted to him, uh, I told you immediately when I first met him, but I I wasn't sure like what the terrain was, but I got, I had fun with him. Like I felt comfortable with him. Like I didn't, I didn't feel like I ever had to pretend. Like even though I was assuming he was straight, I had to, my straight guy friends, I had to put on a certain coat of armor and be, you know, whatever they expected me to be. And I noticed with him, I didn't have to put on all of that stuff. And so that just felt good in general, just to have another male friend that you didn't have to posture in front of. Sure. And then, of course, I'm still attracted to him this whole time. So that, that comfortability that I had with him, just it was easy to make the next move when we figured each other out. Uh, I, I would say, so for me, he was my friend but it's hard because I was a, he was a friend I had a crush on the entire time so it's it's a it's a mixed bag of tricks but but he made me feel and I had a series of dates dating before him guys and girls and um he was the first person that made me feel okay in my skin like literally like I never ever and I still don't have to pretend with him and so I didn't even know that mattered I was like when you had when you don't have to put on a costume for somebody, and they see you just for who you are, and you're very similar in approach to everything, it was it was nice, so I knew when when we figured each other out, I, I knew this was different, and I can't tell you exactly, I can't put it exactly into words, I just knew that I could see the future. Like, with all the other people, it was a day-to-day. All my other, all my other dating history is like day-to-day, like I couldn't even see past, you know, next Wednesday. With him, I was like already and I never told him this, but I was like, yeah, this is gone. This is nice, you know. But look, even in the beginning, it wasn't it wasn't easy. I mean, we had blockades all through the whole dating process, but I never ever thought I'm going to give up. Like I'm very finicky. The slightest little thing. I'm like, oh, that's all. Oh, that's good. We good. We good. <laughs> he could do stuff and i'd be like but look, look look let's just talk about it but just let's could we just could you just hear me because what i'm trying to say so yeah it was very 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 different the deciding moment oh to become a couple yeah or oh okay i was about to say how we figured each other out to become a couple that was I'll a- okay i'll tell the figuring out you tell the how we became a couple. Oh. Because okay. he has a different. I, again, we, we both of us will two, tell the story differently. We have versions
0: of history. Yes, it's but my story and his
1: yeah. story, and then there's the truth, and this my story is the truth. No. <laughs> so. I used to do uh, ads for online uh, Shopping Shopping Yeah, it was one of the first uh, dot-com companies that used to like do like well, com- com- commerce com- for Yeah, e-commerce. E-commerce. e-commerce e-commerce And I used to design websites for different businesses and he knew that he was wanting I can't remember at the time what you were trying to
0: Well, start up. I was a visual artist um, Oh, that's as, right As well as an actor I was a visual artist and So, so he wanted a site I wanted a though. website
1: um, so for he my was, artwork So the he was talking to me about the website one day on the phone, and this was maybe how many months after the shoot? It wasn't that long after the shoot. it was just a few few days. How
0: many? Yeah,
1: few days. No, yeah, because it was after that bathroom
0: moment where I I was like, something's going on here. So he got my number that night. Numbers with him to talk about the website. website.
1: So we were talking about the website and uh, we we were joking because we would just, that's how we, everything's a joke. Everything's funny. And it's while talking about gigabytes and hard Hard drives and uh, 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 floppy disks, feel floppy. (laughs) everything became a metaphor and we're just joking back and forth you know the you know the homoerotic gay humor guys can have it. it was it was very like it was very surface at first and then it kept going and every time he said something really vulgar i would say something worse but it wasn't vulgar. it wasn't vulgar it was all it metaphor. Was about it was about the website the website but i knew but something was something was different and so i said it just got worse and worse i can't even remember what, all the stuff we said but i was like are you trying to tell me what I think you're trying to tell me? And he's like, are you trying to tell me what I think you're trying to (laughs) tell me? And I said, what's your address? (laughs) (laughs) So we we figured it out.
0: And then as a couple. Well, see, as a couple, he only liked me because he had a thing for Puerto Ricans. (laughs) And he thought I was Puerto Rican. (laughs) And he thought this is great, you know. I'm gonna have this little
1: Puerto Rican date thing going on. And it was only supposed to be once. Yeah, because I wasn't into it. Just like him, I was like, I didn't think relationships could have were possible between. I just I didn't have that experience. But I say that in retrospect. But I did. I was. I always say this story, and I like I was. It was supposed to be a one. That's to be funny. But honestly. I wasn't what I was thinking. A one
0: night stand that turned into twenty one years.
1: <laughs>
0: That's the longest
1: one night stand in history. So, go ahead, you finish. You tell the story. Oh right.
0: yeah, well, I mean, you know, he thought he was gonna hit it and quit it with this little Puerto Rican, and turn out he couldn't quit it, and it wasn't Puerto Rican because oh, he's speaking no Spanish. So, <laughs> uh. <laughs> and he's still. He, I have told him. my mom's gonna be watching. It. Good God! So we had we had consummated the
1: friendship
0: <laughs> early on, and uh, we were like somewhat dating. You were, I guess, we were dating, and he was visiting. And then I—he was um, being
1: really elusive, though. This is one of the roadblocks I was telling you about. So in the beginning, he was just very non-committal, like I knew he was feeling something. It was obvious we were both feeling something, but he was fighting it. And I didn't at the time know how serious, because the the fiance situation, to be honest, he never told me that was the fiance. He did tell me that was a girlfriend. That there was a girlfriend and he well, was, I mean, they he, were on the rocks. You gotta
0: say yes to be a fiance. So I didn't get the yes.
1: So I thought it was because of that at first, and then I started to realize, no, this boy is really struggling like me with his whole existence. Like what where am I? Where what what am I doing? And so I was getting to the point in the beginning where I was like, I need to maybe just pull back because I'm in this too deep and maybe I should just not but I was always supportive. I didn't want him I didn't want him to think I didn't like him. I just I was just like, for me, for my sanity, I need to pull back because I, I think I'm I'm doing the most. We didn't have that back then, we didn't say doing the most. I was probably like overdoing it, but I was doing the most and so I was actually on the brink of maybe saying I can't it, it, this it's too uncomfortable, it hurts too much to put this much into a person and they just seem to be resistant to it. So, art show.
0: Yeah, so um, I, I had an art showing and it was uh, stressful, like few days where I had to finish like 20 something pieces and I could not go to sleep. Like I had to get these pieces done for this show and he would come and stay at my apartment, and I looked like gooly Goo Goo. I, I looked like a caveman, the last man on earth, like, just hair all over my head, just nappy, just beard, just, I'm just looking rough, tired bags under my eyes, and he was feeding me. It was almost like he was just keeping me going, keeping me going so that I could make it. And he would try to stay up with me, and he'd be on the couch, and he'd be, falling dozing off are you okay you need anything and i would just be painting painting so for like 48 hours he stuck through 48 hours of me you know getting the show prepared and i was i think the night of the show i was in this weird half asleep half awake i can't believe this is happening moment at the show and all i can remember across the room is seeing him and watching me the whole night And I think that was that was my That was his moment moment that was it was weird because everybody else blurred out and all I saw was He's such a director. (laughs) Yes, that would (laughs) be a (laughs) wonderful (laughs) shot. (laughs) And scene close up across (laughs) the room, blurred people faces. You just heard the mumbles of the audience, you know. Yeah, but I really just I, I was like the only thing that i remember clearly taking from the art show possibly due to the exhaustion was him
1: well to be honest we fought the whole like ideology of like marriage and is that necessary and do we really need that? What does that mean? How, you know, and we had a really good friend of ours. It was like, he always told us, you know, marriage changes everything. It's a, it's a stance in front of the world. And you're saying, blah, blah, blah. And that same friend who postulated all that got a divorce, not too many years after being very gung ho about marriage. And I was like, see, that see, that didn't, didn't, didn't prove anything. Um, but we were getting to the point where there was a lot of things going on. Like, so politically, It always scared me that if something happened to either of us, any one of our families could step in and take complete control over all this that we've built together. And that was always just a fear of like, you know, well, what would that mean if something like that were to happen? And I would, you know, and we got some family members that would pull something like that. So I was like, that was, I was thinking it in those terms, like, but, but I was like, that doesn't have to be a marriage. That can be just something, a document drawn up where it's just, you know, you, you, you,
0: yeah, get all those marriage legal- wasn't legal at the time either. The, so the only way that we could have done something legally to protect each other, um, as a couple was a domestic,
1: domestic partnership, right? But then even prior to that, I had asked, <laughs> he told me no, I had asked, and he said no. I mean, you, the funny thing is we we're so lax about everything. It wasn't like it hurt, but it was like, but a, a why you say no? But we weren't ready. We weren't. This is why I said no. <laughs> <laughs> so. This is what it was. He told me no. And I was like, I got some work to do. I guess we have work to do. Why do you say no? Oh. Oh, oh yes. Why, so,
0: so she, wants, she wants some dirt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no. Why it, I say no? Well. We got together really young, and um, we both have degrees in psychology, so I I get to look back on our experience from-
1: And do a psychoanalysis. a
0: psychoanalysis of what we were going through. And I think we were growing up when we were young men, and we had made this commitment to each other very early on. And within 10 years, you're a different person than you were when you first started. So I met him when I was 22. So of course, before I was even 30, You know, we were, I think we were growing in separate directions and trying to uh, hold on to each other at the same time. The old versions of ourselves. The old versions of ourselves, right, exactly. Um, And it's weird because it's like the things that you think you fall in love with in the person in the beginning that makes them interesting and, oh, my gosh, he's loud and crazy and funny. Turns into, into I wish he would shut shut up. up. (laughs) I wish you would get on my nerves. (laughs) So it's like... I think we went through this period where we were trying to uh, change each other, and then I think it was a period where we were trying to trying to change for each other, and that was going against what was happening in our lives, personally. Um, it was small, it was a lot of little small things. I mean, we it got to a point where there was a period where we We argued all the time, like like we couldn't go for a stroll in the afternoon without by the time we got to the end of the block, we were arguing. So I mean, it it, it would be about, why would you leave the cabinets open? (laughs) Just close the cabinet. (laughs) If you leave the cabinets open, I just close the cabinet. I don't bring it
1: to you. But you you. always expect me to close the cabinet. Sometimes, could you just close the cabinet? It's like, and then we go back and forth about that. And then that spills over into, because the argument is never about the one thing. It's a a compilation of things that you haven't been saying. And then this is a watershed moment for you to be like, you get everything out about, (laughs) you're saying cabinets, but cabinets is just a metaphor for... Why don't you ever just do anything? Why don't you ever just do what you're supposed to do? And so you argue until you're blue in the face, and at the end of the day, you're not talking about you, you're never you're not, really yes, getting to the core of the
0: really about the cap. Is. You're talking like about, really about the symptom, the the toothpaste cap being left right. off. Right? There's something else going on, and I felt like whatever that is that we're going through, we need to figure out because I'm not I'm not marrying to this you know i'm not going to say yes to this to fix us when i feel like we need fixing you know i felt like we need i felt like we needed some growth because i felt like i tried to fix him i felt like he tried to fix me and then i i was just at that point of realizing that um it's not my responsibility my capability or even a possibility for me to fix you or you to fix me like whatever BS that we're pulling from our childhood, whatever BS we're pulling from uh, the relationships, relationships. that we, we've experienced or the relationships that we've modeled or we or not having relationships to model as gay men. And that, that's a, another big issue in the gay community because as straight couples you grow up with an image of at least the guidelines of how a woman and a man are supposed to treat each other and how you're supposed to love each other, respect each other, even though, you know, straight Relations, we we yes, watch the drama too. But as two gay guys, you never, you don't have that. So you're like making it up as you go. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, you never hit a woman in a relationship, but you're a guy and you're a guy and I'm mad. I want to punch you. So are going to punch me back. Right? We're going to be punching each other. You know what I'm saying? We're going to go at it, which is not healthy in a relationship. Um, But if it was a male female, I would know that as a male, that is a no no. But we didn't have, you know, we didn't have certain boundaries uh, that I felt like straight relationships had. And we were trying to figure this out as we went along. And at that point in time, I didn't feel uh, right in my heart to say yes to uh, that kind of commitment until we figured it out. Yes. We've punched each other. Yes.
1: We've yes, punched we've... each other quite a few times. <laughs> we, we currently are punching Painting each other. other yes. Okay? But, yeah. They, but we, I'd sometimes a, I'd it would be a, a lie or fraud to say that. We sometimes have it would physically... get physical and it would be like, you know, you in the middle of it. Well, I, I shouldn't say in the middle because you're not thinking. Afterwards, you're thinking, how did we get here? Like, this is the thing I knew I would never. I knew it when i thought about my relationships my relationship future something i would never be involved in and i've seen you know i've i've seen it growing up i was like, never would ever be. right and bef- and as it's happening you all it's almost a surreal moment you're almost like why is this happening and what what we learned What's happening in that moment is there's no the communication has died.
0: There's no more communication. There's
1: no more communication and so we're not listening to each other and and the person is trying to out talk the other person until this rage comes out because it's you're not listening to me and then it comes out physically. And so what we learn well number one, we learn that's not healthy, and then we learn, you know, if I would just pause a moment and let him speak, and then he'd pause a moment and let me speak and we don't try to, you know, mismatch our, you know, massage each other's words and literally listen, whether we agree agree or disagree, but that does so much to just, just allow a a steady flow of communication without judgment, without editing. And you just like, you you, you might not like it, but if you listen, you get to some place that you didn't even realize you were gonna get to. It's like, oh, that's what that was. I didn't know that's what you were thinking. And you know, same for him. You know, I didn't know that's what you were thinking. I was like, yeah, if you would just listen, that's what it was about. Oh, I could have explained that. And instead, we're trying to win the fight, and then because neither one of us, are, are, neither one of us wins, we get angry, and then it comes out to a physical right. altercation. I, I found that. I mean, I
0: know I have a, I have a temper. I'm slow to. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I'm slow to anger. Um, I'm a tolerant. I have a high tolerance but it's weird I grew up being very passive being very non-confrontational and the peacekeeper because I did you know come up in a family that did have a lot of um, you know anger issues and I-, I witnessed a lot of you know fighting amongst couples and in the household and I never wanted to be that person um, and I was always the person that was trying to make sense of why are you guys fighting like can we figure this out some other kind of way. And so I was never that person. And it's weird because then I moved to L.A. I'm 2000 miles away from home. I'm away from my family environment and I'm able to create or recreate myself or find myself, whatever it is that I need to do as an individual. And then the weird thing is all of these things that you thought you never were or that you were trying not to be, that you grew up a part of suddenly suddenly start coming up um and that scared me because i saw that really angry side of me coming up that i didn't know i was capable of um the the violent side that i didn't know i was capable of and that for me that was another moment you know to get into an argument and you know, my thing is you can say what you want to say, you can call me names, you can, you know, we can we can yell at each other, but I always drew the line where don't don't physically touch me in in any aggressive type of way. And cause then I would lose my mind when you do that. So uh But we you didn't were, always need to be touched. Well, that was after the door that's what I'm saying. It was like after the, the gates of hell have been opened, then it was just like WWE I don't know what it was. It was like Ike Tina Turner. It wasn't that bad. I mean, you know,
1: it happened. It was sometimes comical. I got oranges thrown at me. You know, (laughs) apples. You know, sometimes, you know, a little fruit cocktail
0: in the air. It's okay. It it says I love you. It says I love you. Say it
1: with fruit.
0: Uh, No, no. I think uh, what hurt me the most is that, you know, after we would have a physical fight, I would just feel like I just hurt the person I love the most, you know, like it would kill me to to realize that in some weird fit of rage where I lost sense of myself. This is what we did to each other, you know, um, and then we were like, we got to go to therapy like we need couples therapy or something or else I can't be in a relationship where I want to fight you and you shouldn't want to be in a relationship where anybody wants to fight you. In part for me, I think it was, like I said, earlier. like I mentioned earlier, I was never a very vocally expressive person, Um, so I did have a lot of bottled up rage, and there was a lot of microaggressions, and even some aggressions that happened in the relationship that were never fully uh, addressed. addressed, and all of that over time, bottled up, expressed itself physically once that door had been opened. And <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's horrible, it's a horrible story. I don't want to sound like, you know, we're supposed to be black love, but we're talking about black abuse. But that, that the first time when we had a physical fight. This is, a, this is where we also departed, when the first time was, but... I remember we we were about to go to the movies. We had planned a date to go to the movies. And like I said, we couldn't get 10 minutes into having a good moment before we were arguing, because it was that period. And something happened in the house. I don't even remember what happened in the house, but we started. We started before we got in the car. Started before we got in the car. Like you, you this, you that, (laughs) you did this, you said that. So we're still going on- To the movies. To the movies. (laughs) We're gonna go through with this date, even though we're cussing each other out in the car. We're gonna go through with this date. You know, I'm I'm committed to making this night work. Even though if I gotta be sitting in the movies like this, we're gonna go together. And uh, (laughs) he, he said something insulting to me. I don't even remember what it was. And the best thing that I could think of was, your mama. <laughs> and he said, don't talk about my mama or something. And then I said, "Your mama. <laughs> and I knew I got him. I knew that I had found something, even though it was the stupidest thing you could have ever said, just to make him feel the way I felt like he had made me feel when he insulted me. And he, Said He threatened to, like, don't save my mama or don't bring up my mama again or whatever, he said. And I said it one more time. And he reached back <laughs> and he slapped me in the car.
1: And he thinks that's
0: the first time. And though. that was the, we were getting off the, <laughs> we were, I think we, we were off the freeway. freeway. We were going up the canyons when this happened. And I was driving. And all I know was that car said, <laughs> like that car spun around on the canyon, pulled on the side. And then we had a Ike and Tina in the back of the limo moment. <laughs> and then we didn't go to the movies and uh, we went back home and he left. He got his bag, he packed his bags, he left. He went over to a friend's house. And then I was there with my, uh, Places. I have places to live with me. You know, like we got places to play brothers. You know, uh, and she was like, what happened? And I'm crying to her. and then I'm I actually like,
1: went to my ex-girlfriend's house. Yeah. And, and I'm crying
0: and I'm like, I don't know where he is. And I don't know. And then I'm explaining to her and I don't know what he's going through. I don't even know where he is. And uh, all I know is like in the middle of the night, like he comes home. And we crying and hugging each other and apologizing told me. and everything. My
1: ex-girlfriend told me, you need to go home and get this settled. And tell that tell that fool, stop messing with your face. <laughs> <laughs> Don't and go mess with your face. Then, and then the next day, we had something to do. I had an audition. He had an audition. And so he's a makeup artist. So he, t- <laughs> he
0: had a little bruise right here. He covered up the...
1: Yeah, it was ugly.
0: <laughs> it was not cute.
1: Well, the honest thing is we talked about therapy then, but we never did it. We never did it. We right. never did it. We didn't do it till you many years later. Um, and it was kind of like always talking about it and then thinking you're okay. You get, you get past the moment, but things are still unresolved because we didn't have the wherewithal to really get to the gut of what was trouble, the problem with us because it was just too painful, too uncomfortable. and. It just, it kept rearing its head in other ways. I mean, it, it stopped being so incredibly dramatic, but it was never less never painful, fully never, never fully less painful, yeah. Yes. Solved. So we finally came to the conclusion we just need to just do this. Yeah, we, and, need, to, we need to see,
0: you know, couples therapy, therapy, something Let's, you know, if we making the commitment to be in each other's lives because we do love each other and we can't picture and imagine ourselves anywhere else we have to make you know some changes and um you know I know therapy is in the black community can sometimes be such a um uh, it has so much stigma stigma attached to it like we don't do therapy we don't we, we make it work we go to church yeah we pray to Jesus you know Jesus make it right and we're like no we actually you know need to sit down with a professional to get sort through this sort through this to, to clear a path for the rest of our lives, if that's
1: what we're deciding to do, you know, or, or and, not. The, and the half of the therapy, the best part of it, we we still should probably continue. It's not like we're trouble, but it's like you have to maintain that that new understanding. I think couples get into this, you get into this, you know, comfortable space where you think you got it, we got this, and right. If we just do this and that, it'll no. It has it has to be maintained because it, it even after we had a watershed moment with the therapist, years later, little bitty things come trickling back. So it's like, we, yeah, we need to probably continue this. But the the best thing about therapy is you're in a neutral space with a neutral person, the moderator, with a moderator, and the best therapy is when you're completely unedited the way you can't be with each other I mean we tend to talk pretty openly but then there's certain things we just don't vent. some just places you just don't go scary but in a therapy session you're like so and you remember in 1999 uh, when you had and all that comes out and you're like you're like when? I didn't know you were feeling that I know I didn't even like, I know. don't even remember that happening like that you've been holding on to that like that affected you? And then you come back with an explanation where all I thought was, it was, no, that's not how I felt because blah, blah, blah. Brought back up old old situations back in the day. I think one of the things that, that always comes back up for me, and, and it's, it was a simple, like for him, it was like, I didn't mean that. But we there was this book of questions game. And oh we were room full of friends. And Drunk. The, and the question was asked, would you prefer to be on an island with a group of your best friends or your lover? And it was the and it was a party and he was like, "Oh," and he had to think about it and I was like, and he chose his best friends. And so I was like <laughs> I mean just egg on my face like, "Whoa." All right. So
0: it was it for- was it was a moment. Okay, I'm not a liar. <laughs> It's it's really hard (laughs) for me to lie. Like, lying just just is uncomfortable for me. And it was during that period where we were fighting all the time. And even though we were having these moments where we weren't fighting and we have friends and stuff over, when that question, of course, that question had to be posed to me at that moment. But at that moment, I felt like, for the rest of my life, dealing with this? No, I'd rather have like friends that I can have fun with but I, I I
1: probably shouldn't have answered it honestly but I needed to hear that <laughs> I needed to hear that because it took me it took me it put me in a space where I realized we weren't where I thought we were and I was like something has to change and I don't think he would have ever been able to say that to me unless it happened in a setting like that. So that we brought that back up in therapy. He brought it back up in therapy. And I realized why he said it. I thought it was just a like a cut. And, it was like a cut and dry moment for him. Like he's trying to tell me I want out or whatever. I just he's like, no. You forget what you did during that time. You forget the transgressions you had during that time. How else was I supposed to answer that question? And I was like, true that true that (laughs) so yeah the day of our anniversary which was the our 14th year I think it was our 13th year because I made the video the domestic partnership it was our 13th 2010 it was our 13th year though because I wrote it on the video yeah 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 so it was our 13th year which was a a bad luck year. I don't know, a bunch of stuff was going through our heads. Friday
0: the 13th (laughs) year is when we decided to make a
1: commitment. So it was like, it was starting to get to the point where, like I said before, it was all the the legal and political stuff, but it was also like, what are we doing? Like, uh, uh, mostly it was, okay, I'll say, uh, I'll be truthful. Mostly it was that. Mostly it was legal stuff and we wanted to do something to commemorate the, our anniversary in a different way and I thought let's get a domestic partnership and it was like we were in the bed just yeah. joking and then it became like yeah let's he, yeah he he, po- he posed that question we were in
0: bed yeah it was early in the morning and we were just laying in bed talking and
1: and it was I like said, we,
0: you know it was our anniversary and he said
1: you know they do. You know the, domi- a- the domestic partnership, I- and
0: I was like, "That's uh-huh. silly." You kidding, right? And it's like, so- "No, I'm serious." And then I thought about it, and then it, I said yes, like
1: And then still taking it very like light. It was it was it it was secretly exciting, but like not in a way that you would expect. It was like, yeah, we're like you know we're cool, lax about it. But as the day went on and. We started to take, take the steps to do it. It started to get really, like, serious and meaningful.
0: Right. And ooh, so ooh.
1: when we got to the place, even, in the way they treated us, like, you know, that was the other scary part. These two guys would come in here, try to get this. I, I was like, we live in L.A., but you never know what kind of clerk you're going to get. And they like, oh, God, here we go with this gay stuff. They're coming in here, trying to. But the girl that the reception, she was like, oh. You know she was doing the whole and I was like what what What's this? This? oh yeah right this is cool and so everybody that was in the office was taking it very seriously she took it very seriously and Quincy was taping it and I wouldn't have remembered half of it if he didn't record it but as it was happening I was like Well, and I'm looking at him and I'm like all that we've been through all the all of the strife and the you know, all the love and all of the back and the forth and not knowing if this was gonna last and here we are. And I'm looking at him and he's got this little camera up and I'm like, don't do it, don't, don't get don't, don't, don't do it. <laughs> and so it became really uh, important. And, um, and then he surprised me because I, it was just between me and him. And I told my sister and she was all excited. I wanna be there. I was like, it's just a domain, it's just a slip. She's like, I don't care, I wanna be there. She was in Texas at the time and um, he surprised me, my mom was living with us at the time, and I didn't even, i didn't. she didn't even know. I was gonna tell her when we got home, but he had surprised me, so when we left there, we went to our friend's restaurant in downtown LA, and all of our friends and family were there waiting for us, and he had set that up, and I was like, oh, so this is what it, this is why people do this, this is great, <laughs> this is great, you get free cake, <laughs> you get, everybody buys you gifts, I'm gonna get married every year. But so that was that was the beginning of it. And, and so after that, with well, the gay marriage still
0: pending. Right. Go ahead. You, with the, the... I mean, with the domestic partnership, it was it it was like it's a limited legal status, you know. And after a while, even though we, we questioned the whole like marriage thing, like whether we wanted to marry, you know, I, you know, I thought I'm tired of like people telling us that. Our love and, and us, us uh, making this at the time 18 year relationship
1: that we've we've that we somehow don't that deserve we, that or? we don't
0: deserve to be married, that we don't deserve we don't we we need this limited status, this limited legal status, um, that really meant really nothing. And you know, we got a bunch of people like you know, as if as gay marriage. Invalidated straight marriage I'm like what, is, what does my marriage have to do with yours Like oh, suddenly I'm going to get married And you guys are going to get divorced Like what's the logic In that Um So I was kind of Anti like marriage Sorry oh, My eyes watering from that story A little bit <laughs> Just a you know lift My left <laughs> eye You know Uh <laughs> But no, I, I was, I was, I was feeling okay. All right, you can keep your straight institution. You can keep your religious institution. I'm not Christian. I'm not straight. So, just give me, just give me my legal rights. I felt like I'm a tax uh, I'm a tax paying citizen who pays lots of taxes. I actually employ people, so. Like, I, I'm, I'm contributing to this country probably more than the average person is contributing to this country. And you're going to tell me that I don't get the same rights as everyone else um, just because, you know, we're same sex. So that's that was the moment that made me as a statement or as a proclamation to my rights as a to our rights as, as a loving couple as as contributing citizens to the United States that I feel like we have the legal right to a legal marriage I don't have to go into your church your mosque your temple or in your perspective disrespect your religious institution but marriage is a legal federal law you know what I'm saying like I can go to the state house. As long as this country is, is giving me my rights, that's what I'm concerned about. And I'll figure out some other spiritual ceremony that does not offend, offend you. Um, so that's where I kind of was, you know, was back and forth with like, you know, giving it the middle finger to, no, I'm, you can't tell me no.
1: In conjunction with that, the gay community at large, the white gay community was very much about, that was the new goal. Uh, marriage and for us I was like there's so many other things that we need to address before we get there. There's HIV and AIDS, there's homelessness, there's all there's abuse, uh, it's still racist, all like, that stuff. Like, and I, I was ain't like That's about married marriage right now. is I'm not no the last. About, you know. And so that was, was the other stuff. thing. So but as you tell me I can't have something and I want it. And I, we were constantly being told no you can't and not for you. And I was like screw you. Like what makes so you're telling me I'm half a citizen. I'm a, now I'm back half a citizen again. Now, I'm, and then now I'm black and gay, and I mean I'm half of a half of a citizen. <laughs> I'm a fourth of a, a person. I'm a fourth of a citizen. So a fourth I'm like, of a person. so as that was happening politically, I was like, now I want to, but at the same time, it was serious for us too, because I'm like, I still I don't want to jump and do it for political reasons. I, this is about me and him because i, I remembered the domestic partnership and how meaningful that was and so i was like i want to do it and so i was closely following the whole fight for it and i uh i eventually came around because you told me i couldn't have it, and i was like okay i know this is not my biggest issue right now but because you're telling me no I, i'm gonna need i'm gonna need that i'm gonna need to have that
0: okay so we were building up to we we're planning to get married i said yes um, but it was he, a ways actually, off. Uh, you gave me an engagement ring. Uh huh. You gave me an engagement ring. But, but it was we still were, a ways we off. Like we wanted to do it, you know, like
1: the gay people, you know, they do the the most. You know, I we wanted had to it do. to be fabulous. He fabulous. said he wanted Beyoncé to sing at his wedding. He said that. Before. I said that. So I'll leave it there. Like, let's stop, leave that there. He said, like, "I want Beyoncé." I was like, "Right." He but he was serious. He was I like, "No, like, no, somehow I'm gonna make this happen." I I'm like, "That's probably
0: the gayest thing." And I'm like, "Quincy, I
1: mean, come on now." That's Like saying, "I want Cher." <laughs>
0: but no. I want Beyonce. I'm the black gay version. <laughs> so, Not Cher, Beyonce. That's who I want. So, uh, so, so as I we're planning for it,
1: we got a phone call out of the blue from a very mysterious voice on the phone oh no actually it wasn't a phone call it was a it was a, it was a mysterious email. voice like how long well, it was an email first it was an email first on facebook uh and uh it was like yeah i was referred to you guys from your friend I know you guys are looking to get married and there's this really important historical event happening and we think we w- might want to be a part of and I was like, okay, like a televised event. So he's like, yeah, televised. Like, he's like, there'll be at like... least, you know, there'll be at least six million people watching. And I was like, okay. Oh, that's like, but we do reality TV, so we were like, I'm not like, not docu follow, but like reality TV and competition world is still kind of, you know, you're like, look,
0: we're producers and we know how to make story and we know that once you give, and you know, I know we giving you guys ourselves <laughs> right now, but I trust you because this is old and it's black love. <laughs> But we know how what comes out on one end and what went in, what was ingested, and what you may see could be two different things. So and I was basically... I felt like to trust something as intimate and personal as your, your marriage. I'm
1: going to need to do a some TV show. Yeah. Like, I'm not too comfortable with that. Like, so we're really reluctant. We're like, well, I need more information. I'm like, I, I just can't. He was like, and then he he kept just giving the highlights. Well, there will be six million people watching. It's going to be what? historic. Okay. I was like, I don't, but I don't, He, <laughs> I don't know how that's going to be historical. Like what, oh, getting like, married what? in a pool, you know, like, is it going to be this? a spectacle? Like, so he said, well, if you sign an NDR agreement, NDA agreement, NDA, and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I can give you more information. The only information he gave after that was, what was it? It's the Grammy. Oh yeah, he said it's the Grammys. And we realized, like, like that sounds great, I but... I mean, you know,
0: it was exciting to hear all the Grammys, but then I thought...
1: Is it going to be God, like, God. it's
0: a bunch of musicians <laughs> performing, and we're going to have a... So we're going to be the backdrop of somebody's performance. Who could that be? And what kind of performance is it going to be? Like, you know... <clears throat> I was trying to think of all of the, the uh, gay, friendly, uh, and supportive artists, and the first person that comes to mind is Lady Gaga. And I'm like, the last thing I'm doing is getting married while she's wearing bacon on stage. <laughs> like, I'm not doing that. Because I just thought, it depends on who we're, you know, what, what is this a part of? I really need to know more. And he couldn't tell us who. So we had also recommended two of our best friends to the cast and director, who were also interested in getting married, so we had all met together to kind to, of to, to crack, crack to cold. figure out who, who is, is this, who is this, what is it? I was like, "Well, ba- Lady Gaga already won her Grammy. She ain't. She didn't release a new album this year. Like, Born This Way was the year before last. So it's not Lady Gaga. It's not Madonna." And then he was like, "It's somebody like extremely huge, and we were thinking like like legendary, huge."
1: We, I think we figured, we, figured out out we figured out it was Madonna. We figured out it was Madonna, but, but not her song. But not
0: her song, and I was like, the we thought only she's going to marry us. this year is going to be Macklemore. Same love, same love, because that was the song that the played every the anthem of the year. So I knew that has it has to, to be him. Macklemore. Can't be Gaga because she had her the year before. So that's when we decided, okay, Madonna what's Madonna got to do with it? So Macklemore.
1: we thought Madonna's going to marry us, Macklemore's going to sing, and we weren't far off. So what ended up happening was as we got more information, we cracked the code most of it before we had even... Yeah, gave they gave we us everything. Yes. Yeah, we figure, finally, yeah, we figured out, we figure, oh, this figure, is going to be we, That was going to be a bacon,
0: bacon wedding yeah. or <laughs> we were going to come out in space pods or something. Right.
1: So uh, we found out that it was Queen Latifah was gonna marry us. Madonna was gonna perform, and it was gonna be Macklemore's song featuring uh, I'm forgetting her name, uh, the the girl that sings the hook. Yeah. And we're like, oh, that's that's gonna be nice. And so we were like, okay, so this is this is this is ahead of, of schedule, but we can't say no to this because it that way culminated everything that we wanted anyway so it was like it was a political statement we wanted to do it anyway Beyonce's gonna sing it our way well, we didn't know we didn't know that but we didn't know that but that I, happened later I actually did I know I think I did know I didn't know they were advertising I, well, like I knew she, she was, was go-
0: gonna be performing at well I mean I guess I kind of knew I think I knew but it it didn't dawn on me until it happened, like, cause she opened the Grammys that year. But I was like, if she had cut her hair and it was wet and she was doing like sexy stuff on the chair. And I was like, that wasn't really like the, the performance I expected for my Beyonce wedding opening. But, but she was there. But it was Beyonce and she performed at the wedding.
1: Uh, so it was like everything, I thought everything that we wanted was gonna happen. Cause you know, it was a little impersonal, it was a lot of couples, but I was like, you know, this is this is totally us. This is this is this is how we want to do it. And so it was great. So that day was very, um, Fun, emotional again, emotional for us again, and, and and talking to all the other couples and their journey and how they got there, and it was all kinds of couples, mixed couples, uh, gay and lesbian couples. That's uh, the thing. A lot
0: of people think it was a gay marriage. It no, wasn't it was a gay marriage. It was, it was just a, a other.
1: It was just a marriage of all so the. So there were, were like straight
0: couples, interracial couples, elderly couples, right? And gay couples, lesbian couples. So it was just representing that same love. That no matter what you are. This is, it's more love love. love, love is love. So that was the statement. But, you know, of course, because there were gay couples, that's who took the, uh, so it was very most of the
1: emotional. Press, but. It was very emotional that day. Uh, and like I said, talking to all the couples, and then I was still afraid, to be honest. I, I had fear because I thought, why is that? <laughs> Would you let me? <laughs> I had I are you fear. Was I was, yeah, I was scared. I'm going to tell you why. Okay, all right, go ahead. When we did the walkthrough, I'm seeing all the names in these poster boards of all the artists who are supposed to be on the aisle we walk down, and I'm going, these are like hardcore hip-hop artists that I don't know how going to, you know, I'm supposed to walk down this hand-in-hand with my... Fiance and get married in front of these people who I don't know what the reception is going to be. Then I started to get really afraid because I was yeah. like, far be it from me. If me. Up,
0: and if you looked up at the st- in, into the Staples Center, you just saw these hundreds of thousands of seats, and you were just picturing. That's yeah, like, what if they boo?
1: Right. Like, what happens if if people boo? What if I go, what if I look to the side of me and and he's like, nasty? You know, I'm like. Oh gosh, what we have what have we done? That's what I, that's the only thing I could think. What have we done? And so I, just before the ceremony, I saw we went, it was all excited and emotional, and then we did the walkthrough and then we came back to that holding area and I was like, oh man, I don't know what this is gonna, what is this gonna be like? Please let this, you know. Also, our families didn't know. We weren't allowed, we weren't we weren't allowed, weren't allowed to go on a gag or We told them that they should watch the Grammys, that's all we were allowed to say. So I'm thinking I have, I have all my family all over the country waiting for the show. What if, they, what if they watch and we get booed or something just ridiculous happens and this all goes. So I'm just in the room like all of my, I got really somber and you know. I think I, those are,
0: it's weird. I think we were having our own version of wedding fears. You know how like people are like what if I fall when I'm walking down the aisle? You know, you think you think the worst things that could possibly happen during your wedding is going to happen. And I think for ours, it was it was really the same like psychological fears. Uh, So it, it was business as usual. It felt I mean, when we got there, it was a show. So it didn't feel as special to me as a wedding would feel because it was like, okay, we got to do a run through. We got to hit your marks. You got to make sure you hit this. You got to do this stuff. It was very technical and, and it lacked the the emotional uh, component of actually <laughs> having a wedding. So I was like, oh, this is just a show, you know? And there was no in the audience during the run through was empty and then finally it was time for us to actually get married and we we were waiting in the hallways of the Staples Center and we're in line, ready to march. The audience didn't know that a wedding was about to take place. Yeah, so that's what, I, that's what I wanted to say. So it was gonna be a complete surprise to all the celebrities, to all of the hundreds of thousands of people in the auditorium. Like Nobody knew what was about to happen so we're in the hallway and John Legend's walking by Willie Nelson uh, Ariana Grande Grande, and everybody's realizing oh my gosh gosh, these guys are about to get married and they were just just like
1: so supportive so that was like (sighs) (laughs) I told you to let me tell it (laughs) I can do it without crying I think but no go ahead (laughs)
0: so i so I thought about tristan sorry
1: yeah so right so we were coming out oh now you're getting me started so my niece uh who who was struggling with her own sexuality when she saw she didn't know well let me get to that uh-huh. part because so when we're going out we see all, all these celebrities are coming and they're really talking to us and like giving us marriage advice. And like, I was like, thank you. Like John Legend, thank you. So we just did it. You know, yeah, yeah. it's not going to be easy, but love is, you know, love is love. And you just communicate. I was like, thanks, John Legend. Ariana Grande was like, she was like tearing up as we were walking past. She's like, oh my gosh, oh my And then she's trying to pull out her camera, but we got her. She didn't get to take a picture of us, but we got a picture of her so we walk out and i'm still frightened i mean I, we had a good reception behind the stage but we, i'm still frightened and we walked out and we we're walking down the aisle when the people realized what was going on and you see that moment of you see that moment in their faces where so they're, they're like, like yeah. is this whoa I, they're getting married and so and it's it's that moment it's like everything went in slow motion it could have either been like huh. Oh, or I could have been like, oh, but it was so beyond my wildest expectations. These hip-hop people that I was so afraid of, um, just and people in general, everybody was full of, it was a, like a, an amazing reception to the point, it became not just receptive and, and, and celebratory, but they started crying. I saw people tearing up like they understood what the moment meant. And then I started to tear up. So, I'm um, and that wasn't I No, right he's now. yeah he wasn't but, he, but this was is what happened like so I'm looking over don't his lose shoulder it, don't lose it don't lose and it and I'm seeing all these people that I love all my all these artists that I love so much and they're crying and they're looking at me in the face and I'm like I'm on I'm on show you know I'm on this you know on parade right now and I look over his shoulder and I see Katy Perry who I'm a secret <laughs> big fan right? of I'm a, I'm a closeted Katy Perry fan and <laughs> I look at her and I'm like, of course she's standing right here. This is perfect. And so I look at Katy Perry and she goes and just starts. And so I'm going.
0: And I'm looking at I'm him, trying not to. And I'm then, like, oh, no, he's about to cry. Because I see t- the cameras right in his face. And, and I'm then, like, no, no, So she's no, crying. No. So and then I, she takes her little
1: cell phone and she's I'm like, oh, my God, videotaping taping
0: me. So, so I don't know what's going on behind me. I don't realize like Katy Perry's in tears and yeah. he's trying not to cry. But I see his face and I'm like, no, nope, nope, nope. So I try to look past him and Paul McCartney (laughs) is behind him with his wife. Paul McCartney is crying (laughs) and he goes, and I just,
1: like,
0: I just like started bawling,
1: and that's and the picture that's that the picture, picture that, that went around went all, went all, all over around the, the place. Yes. The, the next ugly, day, the ugly face the cry.
0: ugly face cry. It was on Ellen the next day, <laughs> and I was like, oh well, I really would love to be on Ellen one day. And of course, I was on Ellen, <laughs> like this, like on the big screen behind her. She's talking about yesterday. has <laughs> got married on the Grammys, and it's me. <laughs> than him. I mean, we just, I mean like the ugly cry.
1: So by this time it's it's airing, because it's a little bit of a delay, and me and Quincy start getting blown up on our phones. Two emotional messages mainly, one from his father, who's a pastor, and uh, one from my niece who was stru- struggling with her sexuality at the time, know we, we didn't really know it. And she, just this long, how she appreciated us and how you'll never know what you did. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> you get on my nerves you weren't supposed to cry damn you uh, she, uh how how much we helped her how how much we helped her settle in her skin that in that moment and so i'm trying so there's all this pressing stuff going on right after and i'm reading this message and i'm like oh don't do this right now and so um and then he got a, a, a so when we originally thought we were we had
0: a, when we had originally agreed to get married i told, told my dad. dad to tell him that we were going to get married and my dad said he couldn't support it because of his beliefs so we were kind of not talking you know i i i tried to respect his beliefs you know i understood this is this is your your pastor this is your religious beliefs and his thing was like i want you to know i love you son like i love you but i can't i can't support it because it's going against everything that I stand for. And then after after a while, I, it began to uh, bother me, and I started getting angry at him. I was like getting angrier and angrier and angrier. And just like, you know, I, I, I your beliefs and this and that and that. But I never brought it to his attention. I just started to slowly build this grudge <laughs> towards my dad that he didn't know about. And then I did tell him to watch the Grammys, didn't know what his response was going to be, but he sent me a really great text.
1: I'm not going to try to talk. <laughs> so, I can't even so get the no, words out. I'm, I'm not going to talk. Um, it was a great text, and it was... Uh, he again, was it was one of the. He was very, very happy, and um, it was one of those moments again where you remember why people did this, why this is so important, why it's important for couples to be acknowledged and supported by the community and the family. And it means so much because when you're when you're working together as a couple in that void, in your worst times when you don't have that support system, it can just get worse. And Knowing that your family and friends are love and support you and are going to walk you through <clears throat> this and they're going to catch you if you fall, it we, we get stronger. It does,
0: it does exactly what my best friend had said. He said, when you get married, uh, the level of commitment that you have... Is, it gets elevated. It's elevated. And he's like, I can't explain why. And I just thought, oh, that sounds like a bunch of BS. It sounds like a bunch That's of mumbo jumbo. But I understood at that moment when those people were crying and clapping and we were getting these messages how because now you're being held accountable passage we were able to experience why why it's important you know what i'm saying and then i started thinking about like how we've been a part of everybody's life you know their marriages their childbirths their you know some of their divorces i mean you know like we've been there as a couple we've been through from our friends and family, we've, we've been there for every big moment, high moment in their relationships. And through it all, we're never, we're always, our relationship was always secondary. Or almost like there, we see you guys, but we don't really, and I'm not saying like my friends were homophobic or anything like that, because they weren't. I just think the culture just had it set up so that as a gay couple, um, your relationship just doesn't carry the same weight as your straight counterparts. And even as gay people, you are expected to be a part of everything for your straight family, your straight friends. Yeah, because you do it with
1: flair. I, you know, I'm just saying, you know, it's, 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 it's like we got to have them that They're going to decorate I understand like that the,
0: the, 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 the gravity of I felt like the gravity and the weight of of our wedding and our marriage and seeing what it did was like being um acknowledged yeah being acknowledged being being made equal you know what i'm saying and and it was really
1: really important yeah so after the marriage our relationship uh, changed in ways that I didn't expect some ways I did expect but in ways like I think the, the biggest thing for me is what getting married on a platform like that I think even if it wasn't the Grammys if we had just done it with family and friends when you get married in front of your community and your support group you're being held you now you're being, being held accountable, accountable to, each to each other so it's not it's it, against we're not we're not in a vacuum it's like I I was there take care of each other you know what I mean and like I it it's almost like to let him down is to let them down and then and and then to get that that energy back from them you know to check they check in and we always had some people that checked in but after this like everybody was involved in the relationship and it felt it felt tangible it felt real if I felt I felt like I had to be held accountable so I wasn't just if I mess this up, I have a whole lot of people to answer to, and that did something, <laughs> and that that did a lot. So for me, that was the biggest thing. Just yeah, being. I think,
0: I think maybe that's you know part of the the thing with marriage is that um, it's not actually in a vacuum. It's not actually it's not it's not a solo thing between just you and this other person. Uh, it, it is a, it it is something that you're now beholden to family community um and maybe that's how it evolved in a way so that it could be uh so that you could be supported you know through bringing a family you know into the world or not even not necessarily even just with, through children but just being a family creating a family and being part of the, the community as a whole like I feel like that the whole marriage process seems to indicate to me that it, it's never just about you and no. you alone right. in your house like what right.
1: goes no 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 you're, yeah now his family's my family and my family, my family is, is his family and which all, they already were yeah but in a way that no for real this time like no right. that's your family and you're like you, and now you 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 got to be held responsible you're held responsible for even them so all of that stuff had a like our friend told us it elevated everything. Everything went up like 10 notches for for us at least.
0: And you can't just run, you know. No. As quick as you could when you're no. you married, be like, I'm out. out, out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I gotta go through all this paperwork and all this <laughs> How much is to this gonna that? cost? It's too much of a headache. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just deal with it. I'll just <laughs> make up. I'll just go, go have makeup sex. <laughs> we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs>